Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast, presented exclusively on the Chop Sports Channel of the Premier Streaming Network. We are recording this on Monday, July 24th. I am your host, Laurent Cortines. In this episode, we will go through some of the preseason results of all the Premier League teams around the world. Big transfers, go through every team, give some highlight players that are coming in, and my early top four predictions. First, please like, share, and subscribe to the show. Please check us out on with my buddy Chris. We're on another channel now doing co-host duties on Top, F, top Football FC. Uh, good times. I'll put those into the links as well so you can check us out there. Uh, we're going to be there twice a week and do this show on Sunday nights. So let us get into it. Okay, uh, where do we want to start? I'm going to start with my top four. I just think that everyone cares about that, uh, what's going on. You know, this is all preliminary. This is all... You know, based on the transfers we know now, based on what players have come and gone, based on what we know historically, based on XG and analysis and checking, being a nerd, um, I'm going to give my top four. Uh, starting in fourth place, I believe that we will have a mega upset in our hands and the great and powerful Brighton will finish in the top four behind Deserby. It's going to shock the whole world. I completely and 100% believe in this team. They're making all the right moves. I know it sounds insane, but if I'm right on this, I am a goddamn genius. So Brighton, make the top four. In third place, I will give the great and powerful Liverpool a chance to bounce back into their rightful slot. I just think that they are going to get there. They're going to push themselves in. They're going to be the ones who find a way back into that top three. In second place, my beloved Manchester City will not win four titles in a row. Too much change, too hard to do, no historical precedent to win four in a row. It just can't be done. If Alex Ferguson hadn't done it, if there's 150 years of premier of of top flight football in England. No one has won four in a row. Why should Manchester City do it? It can't be done, it won't be done, and it will not be this city side. It's too hard to come back after winning all those league titles. And I will give the great and powerful Arsenal Football Club a league title. Uh, It just looks like the way teams build. The Declan Rice signing was a huge statement of intent. $110 $110 million, uh, moving out Shaka. The right things are happening. They need a lot of luck, a lot of luck. Uh, but they're going through the normal steps. They had the top four where they where they blew it and finished in fifth. Then they have the chance to make it to the league and they run out of gas. Now they're ready. Now they're going to push. Now they've had to battle City. City are already diminished. Could this be Mikel Arteta and Arsenal's chance? So that is my top four, Arsenal, City, Liverpool, and Brighton with Manchester United and Newcastle finishing out that top six. An incredible, incredible season. Chelsea and Spurs going to have to build themselves back up. I know Brighton is the wild card, but the numbers tell me that Brighton will be a top four team. How's that? That's a take, right? That's a take. 
Okay, um, let us kick on into uh, the transfer window. Then we'll go into the summer games. I want to go through every club because I think that there's a lot of players that are moving on other teams that people don't really know about. And we're going to do it alphabetical so no one thinks I'm being a dick. For Arsenal, they bring in Kai Havertz for 65 million pounds and Deccan Rice. That's 165 million just right there. And Jury and Timber, a ball playing center back so that they don't have the problems again. They'll have Gabriel, they'll have um, they'll have Saliba, and now they'll have Timber, who I'm assuming can move around. He's not a powerful player, but he's a ball player. And they say goodbye to their captain, Granite Xhaka. No one else on the leaving list. Pablo Amari hasn't been around for a long time. Uh, Maitland Niles released after years of service, been on loan a few times. Hopefully he finds a new home. But this is the art, this is the statement of intent for Arsenal. Declan Rice in that base of midfield to partner with fifth party sometimes or to replace him. And then Kai Havertz to be an up and down player who can now play in a more suitable position. So he's going to have the two eights with Odegaard and Havertz playing in, in those channels with Declan Rice holding them. Maybe sometimes he'll play two and play one out. The issue I do see is I'm not sure about Gabriel Jesus. Martinelli is a good finisher. Saka is a good finisher. It's Gabriel who's the weak link. And I do, after watching the games this week, worry tremendously about um, Ramsdale. I don't feel like he's a, he's a winning um, goalkeeper. But if I don't have City winning the league... I don't know who else is going to win, so I chose Arsenal. Uh, Aston Villa have a great window. They bring in Pau Torres from Villarreal and Spain International in defense. Big man, very difficult to pry those players away. And Musa Diaby, a tricky winger, played great for Leverkusen. I'm just going to bring up uh, Diaby's numbers just really quickly. I just, you know, there's just a level of trust that I have with Unai Emery that whatever players, and now they have Monchi, who is the architect of building uh, Vidya, um, in the comparable players list to Musa Diabe, who had been playing in Everkusen, the first player that shows up as a comparable player is Mohamed Salah. If they have Mohamed Salah on their team, it is going to be a big deal. He was uh, 9-8 and eight last year for Leverkusen. The year before that, 13-12. and 12. This is a productive player, uh, about a goal and an assist every other game, if not more. The 13-12 and 12 was probably more of an outlier, but this is an incredible player. Uh, underperformed his XG just a little bit, so maybe his finishing needs a little bit to, to be desired. But for Villa, this is a killer player. He's going to do great for them. Short, tricky winger, going to get a lot done for Villa. Incredible work there. And then we know about Paul Torres. He'll probably push one of Konza or, um, or uh, what's the other defender's name that plays for Villa? I don't know why. I can't remember anyone's name right now. I'm not. I'm not in the full state of Aston Villa mode, um, uh, Tyrone Mings out of the position. I'm sure Emery's like, can I have someone who can actually play? So there's that. Uh, leaving the team, Ashley Young, many years. He still continues. Marvelous Takamba, a name uh, we might know, but he moves on to Luton. For the right and powerful Bournemouth, who have fired, if we remember, fired their coach, Gary O'Neill, who I loved all season. They bring in Ariola. Uh, they sign Romain Favre from Lyon, $12 million. This is a top-notch player in the French League. We're going to find out about Favre. Um, sometimes these French players don't do really well, but Favre was really good. I had noted him while I was going through players earlier this season. His most similar players 
are players like as a midfielder, uh, Eze, uh, Odegaard, um, and then as an attacking. So a lower level attacking player, really good passer on the ball, five and three in, in half a season, really only played 16 games, but a really good player, about a goal and assist every other game, if not more often. Good, good player from league on, only 24 years old, small, diminutive player. Well, not so small, 5'10", not a bad player, and a good deal for um, Bournemouth. They also bring in Justin Clivert from Roma. That's, yes, uh, Patrick Clivert's son. Uh, and then Hamed Traore from Sassuolo. That would we would know from nowhere else. I don't know all the other players. From players leaving, Jefferson Lerma leaves the, se- the central midfield for them. A good player for them, but I'm assuming... Uh, that Favre will take his place. He'll go to Crystal Palace on a free. And some other legends uh, of all time, our friend Mr. Junior Stanislavs leaves the team. Brentford, bring in a mighty defender from Wolves and Nathan Collins. A really nice move for them. Uh, It says here, Romeo Beckham, he won't play. He's on the bench, completely uh, unknown. And then a bunch of players I don't know. I would assume Brentford have names of players that are beyond my understanding. Mark Fleeken from Freiburg. I think he already came in. He's a goalkeeper. I've seen him playing in preseason. Not so great. But other guys that we're going to learn about because Brentford, that's how they do stuff. In terms of outs, uh, Pontus Janssen leaving back to Sweden. Uh, going to Malmo is a player we know. Uh, and then Godos, who really never got uh, the burn we really thought he'd get. So he's gone. Uh, on the Brentford, on Brighton side, Dahoud, we've already seen from Borussia from Borussia Mönchengladbach playing in the midfield. He is a ready-made replacement for McAllister in the preseason game against Chelsea. He was absolutely fantastic. Jao Pedro from Watford two seasons ago. He was a 10-goal scorer. And James Milner to bring that veteran presence when invariably Adam Lallana gets injured. Brighton making moves. We already know about their outs. We know about McAllister. Lots of players leaving. McAllister specifically a big one. But no one else. They have a lot of players that they sign and move on. Uh, from there. For Burnley, new boys, Vincent Company's team, they bring in uh, Michael Obafemi. If you remember him a couple years ago, he's a small uh, Irish winger, uh, African, so they're going to say he's Irish and he's black. Don't get that thrown off. He's a great player. He's Irish all the way. Uh, They bring in Dara O'Shea, very nice player. And our friend from Southampton, Nathan Redmond, comes to Burnley. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, Vincent Company will find the right thing for him. The big player they signed, though, is James Trafford. Hero of the under-20 World Cup for England, saving the penalties against Spain. He will be in goal very likely for Burnley, and they will see good stuff. They probably have tons of work still to do, uh, and we're going to find out what's uh, happening there. For Chelsea, it's the number of outs. Havertz, Kovacek, Lost of Cheek, Mason Mount, Pulisic, uh, Koulibaly, Ampadu, Mendy, uh, Aspilicueta, N'Golo Kante. There's more players have left Chelsea then are on Chelsea. So many players leaving. Uh, makes your head spin. The big ones coming in are Nkuku and Nicholas Jackson. Nicholas Jackson looked really, really good in the preseason game. Tricky winger. Scored nine goals in the back half of the season for Villarreal. Really, really good-looking player. Uh, speaks English well. He's from Ghana. Really nice. We'll see if he can become the striker that they need. You know, Pochettino with young players. We saw how he built that Tottenham team. We know what he can do there. Just a fine, fine player. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, we're going to learn all about Chelsea. It's going to be all new players. Uh, there is a weird AC Milan contingent going to from Chelsea to AC Milan. So Loftus-Cheek goes to AC. Pulisic goes to Milan. Already there. Oh, Tammy Abraham's not an AC Milan. 
it's Tomori's already there from Chelsea. So a bunch of English-speaking players in Italy. Uh, Captain Dave Aspelaqueta goes to Real Madrid, goes to Atletico. He'll kick people in the shins there. And then Angola Conte is part of the exodus going to um, the Audi, Saudi League, not Audi. And one important thing, the longest-serving player on the Chelsea books over 10 years as a Chelsea player, Baba Rahman finally leaves to Pauk in Greece. I bet you didn't know it was Baba Rahman. Anyway, he's out as well. Uh, Palace so far not done much. Like I said, just Jeffers and Lerma. Big news for them, the great and powerful Wilfred Zaha has left the club. Uh, I think it's sad he's going to uh, Besiktas. I think that hurts the Premier League. There's something really comforting about continuity with certain players you think of. So pretty sad times. Also, we'll say goodbye to James MacArthur, say goodbye to Luka Milivojevic. So some players that have been part of the, the Crystal Palace side in their time in the Premier League, but the Premier League wakes for no one. It's a tough league. You can't be sentimental and off he goes. For Everton, they still don't have a striker, but they do have Ashley Young. I don't understand it. From Aston Villa. And they do finally close the deal for Arnard Danjuma, the tricky, tricky winger on loan from Villarreal. Uh, some players that they love that are now gone. Uh, Jerry Mina, gone. Tom Davies, released. Sims moves on to Coventry. So some players that were part of their resurgence. Mina just could never stay injured. Davies was just a young guy who ran and never really broke into the team. So they thanked him for their uh, contributions, but they are gone. Fulham, not much to add so far. They do add, I'm pretty sure, um, Jimenez. For, uh, sorry, who's the striker? I guess it's Jimenez, yeah. From Wolves, who cracked his skull. He comes into the team maybe as a replacement for Mitrovic. There's a lot of turmoil in Fulham. Uh, there was a $40 million two-year offer for... Um, or the coach who does end up staying at Fulham. And then Mitrovic threatens to leave. He's upset that he's not allowed to leave. I'm sure he just wants to get paid. Marco Silva, the man leaving uh, the money on the table. In terms of players leaving, um, not really much there. Shane Duffy uh, of, of former, um, former Brighton fame leaves the team. He didn't really play much. Uh, not really many other players. Liverpool up. We're up to L. They bring in McAllister and Sobazai to create that new midfield where they're going to try and copy the double eights uh, scene. We know about Milner leaving, Oxlade Chamberlain leaving, Firmino leaving, a um, bunch, of, bunch of classics. They let Calvalio, who I loved last season, on loan to Leipzig. I guess he just wasn't ready yet. Uh, Reese Williams also goes. Uh, I'm sure there's players to bring in, but in terms of signings, just McAllister and Sobazai. Probably going to still be looking for a defenseman, or they'll try and see something from within. There are a lot of good players that Liverpool has. Klopp has been known to find a player, so we'll see what happens there. Then new boys, Luton Town. They bring in Tassith Chang, who was at Brighton, uh, at Birmingham, former United player. Maz Anderson from Barmley. Marvellous Nakamba, he of the armbands. So just a bunch of players um, that they're just going to try and hang on. So Luton Town, we're going to learn all about them. Uh, we have Manchester City. We thought that they had um, Josko um, from from uh, Leipzig, Guardiola, but apparently that deal has not been done. Um, we'll see what is going on with Guardiola. 
he's supposed to be that super center back that comes in and sort of shakes City up. We know about Kovacic. He's in, but a lot of players going out. You know, we know about Ilkay Gundogan, the not guilty Benjamin Mendy released. Um, Liam Delap on loan. Just a lot of players um, that are kind of come and go for City. Not too much here. On to United. United bring in Mount and Onana. Big, big moves. And Johnny Evans, if they let him stay. Uh, Mount will be another body in the midfield. Allows them to play with Fernandez and Mount in the midfield with Casemiro running deep. Spell uh, some of Ericsson. So a lot of teams finding these attacking box-to-box midfielders, these double eight things that Pep has been doing now from Silva and De Bruyne to Gundogan and De Bruyne to Odegaard and Shaka. The idea of two number eights that are in the half spaces that go up and down, up and down, bolstering midfields, bolstering attacks. You get the four-man attack up front, sometimes five, really makes a difference, uh, but they have to go up and down. Uh, Mason Mount can do that all day. And then Onana is a transformative goalkeeper for United. May not be the shot stopper that De Gea is, but he's going to come for the ball. He's going to play the ball. He's going to give them a dynamism in attack and in buildup that United just don't understand what it's like to, to, to have a keeper who doesn't suck. Uh, it's going to be shocking to them. And then Johnny Evans is just training while he tries to find a new job. I think United should actually keep Johnny Evans. They need him. Uh, in terms of outs, we know about De Gea. Phil Jones finally out. Uh, <laughs> Alex Tellez decides to go to Saudi League, so we won't see him and his scar anymore. Um, but, you know, those are the, the big ones are De Gea. He's out. Uh, Newcastle, bring in Harvey Barnes and Tonelli. They're ready to go to war. And Alo Aina, who had been in the league earlier, bunch of players coming in, but they do uh, let Chris Wood go, who came in as part of the first striker they had. He goes to Forrest. And then Matty Longstaff, Sean Longstaff's brother, the ginger, who had a good time for a little bit. He's just never really good enough, but it was always good to have a hometown boy on the team. Barnes will compete in the same maximum spot. Probably can do the same thing without the same fun, for lack of a better word. And then Tonali becomes a partner for um, for Bruno uh, in the midfield. Probably replace Longstaff and eventually in the long run. Forrest, not much going on from Forrest. Just Chris Wood. Uh, they had so many players come in last year. Uh, the only thing there is we see Jack Colback and Jesse Lingard leave uh, for us, along with uh, Andre Ayu. So some players who came in during the season and now leave, uh, they never really played. Not a big deal. Oh, and I had forgotten Sheffield United were now part of the league. So they haven't brought in much either. Nothing to uh, talk about. Just a, a French player, LaRouche, Traore, and Slimani. Um, Slimani, we know from back in the day. Uh, just trying to redo their team. Enda Stevens, we might know about from their previous time. Billy Sharp finally leaving the team all-time leader, and then we get on to Tottenham. They finish and finally sign Kulishevsky. They bring in Madison. They've got Vaccaro, and then Malinar Sondon, uh, Manar Solomon uh, comes in. So I think really their offseason is going to be contingent on whether Harry Kane comes or goes, and then how much time they have to replace him. They may just wait Harry Kane out and be like, well, you're playing, that's that. Uh, but they do say goodbye to Lucas Mora and Harry Winks. Harry Winks going down with Leicester to play midfield there. And then West Ham have not brought anyone in. The big thing is they have let their top boy, Declan Rice, go for $105 million. Have yet to spend the money, uh, but they have also let Lanzini go finally after many, many years. And then Wolves have brought in, oh, I think Doherty left. Um, 
yeah, nothing here for them. Connor Cody finally leaves. Nathan Collins, they sell to Brentford. Like I said, their big losses. Ruben Neves going to Al-Hilal. Um, I am concerned for Wolves. Without Ruben Neves, they lose a ton. Uh, when we go through our previews, we will discuss the pain there. Okay. Okay. Let us review some preseason uh, <laughs> some preseason football. Just there is a... Um, some teams are in Asia. I think Spurs are in Australia. Uh, City are in Japan. Um, United are here in the States, but not part of the Premier League tour. And then there's a group of Premier League teams that are being broadcasts with uh, NBC. So yesterday we had a doubleheader of Newcastle. Um, I just have to see if I can find those scores. Um, Okay, let's see. Let's see what we get here. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got a bunch. Um, yesterday, 4-4, Liverpool tied Grether Firth. They're saying Grether Firth. I think they're staying in Germany, just playing a local side. City defeat Yokohama Marinas, 5-3. Uh, good, good match for City. First half, a little disjointed. Some mistakes from some of the younger guys, but Holland comes on, scores two goals. City were down 2-0 in this game. Some high line problems. Ortega made a mistake at the back. So a little sloppy early, but then City came into the game. Nice goals all around. John Stones with an amazing finish. And then uh, there was supposed to be Spurs versus Leicester. That game was postponed. The Premier League Summer Series, uh, Fulham 3-2 versus Brentford at the link in Philadelphia. And Newcastle, three. Aston Villa, three. Amazing games up and down. First half for Aston Villa. They completely dominated Newcastle, who were trying to do something new with a 3-4-3. Didn't work. Had to go back to their 4-3-3 three, 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 and were able to come back into that game. Amazing, amazing game. The two games in Philadelphia are fantastic. Fulham, three, two. Brentford, really a lot of contention, a lot of fight, a lot of really fun, good stuff with teams fighting, giving each other the business. Uh, a lot of extra stuff. Arsenal have already played five games. Their most recent game, losing 2-0 to Man United. This is where I got my um, my issues with Ramsdale. Two really bad goals. United were better in the first half. Second half, Arsenal just couldn't play. The pitch was a mess. Couldn't really get things done. Couldn't really do what they wanted to. Couldn't really move around. And then earlier in the show, we talked that you know Arsenal had an easy game versus the MLS All-Stars, who are not an All-Star team. They're about as All-Stars as me and my friends playing Sunday football. So Arsenal have getting a lot of games under the belt. They still have to play Barcelona in LA, uh, Monaco, and then Community Shield against City on August 6th. So that's really the kickoff of the season. It's coming soon. It's coming fast. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Looking forward to it. Uh, Brentford, like I said, they still have to play Bar Brighton and Aston Villa in the summer series. Brighton still have Newcastle to come at Red Bull Arena. Uh, Burnley are on the road, just played Genk, and then they play uh, in Spain at, at Real uh, Betis. Chelsea played Wrexham. They beat them pretty good, but it was a fun game in the first half, and then they had an amazing barn burner uh, also at Lincoln Field the, night, the day before against Brighton 4-3. Uh, Lots of fun stuff there. Brighton doing their Brighton things. They go down a man and still come back. Uh, luckily for Chelsea, they were up four games to one, Fred, uh, but 
they still have to play Newcastle and Fulham all in that summer series before they round out their week uh, against Dortmund in Chicago. Uh, Crystal Palace are just hanging out in the UK. Uh, they're playing the Miliarios in Chicago, Sevilla in Detroit, and then come home for Lyon. Everton don't seem to be going anywhere because they don't have any money. Fulham, part of that summer series. Liverpool will be heading to Singapore to play Leicester. So they'll be doing their Asian tour. Uh, a little bit of a tougher run for them. I feel bad for the teams that have to go to Asia. It's just it's just a bad idea. It's so goddamn far away. It's so crazy. Uh, Cities uh, is not so crazy. Just the four games. Going to play Bayern probably when, in Tokyo. That's probably when... Um, uh, Kyle Walker will just go to the other side and just go. They'll probably make the deal right then. Then they play Atletico in Seoul with their upcoming uh, Community Shield against Arsenal in August. United are just money-making machine. They're playing. You want to know how many games United are playing? One, two, three, eight preseason games. Somebody need money? Disgusting. Um, or they're just the biggest draw. So uh, I'm going to this game with John Santana, July 26th. We're going to see Wrexham play Manchester United. Then they go to Houston, play Real Madrid. Then Dortmund and Vegas. Are they trying to melt their team? Uh, then come home, play Rennes, and then Dublin. Then in Dublin, Atletico, Bilbao. Um, again, Newcastle are part of the Summer Series, Nottingham Forest. Uh, I don't know who's going to see Nottingham Forest. And then Spurs already postponed a game. Playing the Lion City Sailors in Singapore. That sounds like a bunch of fun guys. The Lion City Sailors. Going to be fun. Uh, and then Wolves. I don't know what they're up to. I don't know what West Ham are up to either. Uh, they're staying home. They'll play, finish their preseason against Leverkusen. It's so funny to look at these schedules of what everyone's doing for the preseason. And it's just random. They just kind of uh, play where they play. Uh, I was reading lists. Not exactly the best content for a show. But, you know. That's how I do things. It's still preseason for me. Uh, I've been working with Chris on his show, so I will get the exact information. I got to make sure I know exactly what the stupid show's called. <laughs> uh, Top FC. Yes. Topfc.com. Is that what it's called? Topfcnews.com. There we go. Sorry, Chris. Topfcnews.com. That's where I've been doing more shows, and I'll try and do this show on Sundays. And um, that'll be that because, uh, you know, I'm out of practice, out of sorts, and I'm going to wrap this one up and get these shows to be better as I go along. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports channel and presented exclusively by the Premier Streaming Network. We'll be recording on Sundays, uh, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show because it makes a huge difference. And thank you.